Welcome to the St. Paul Lakeland podcast, where we connect you to the life and focus of our church here in Lakeland, Florida. My name is Nick Moss, Director of Christian Education. I've got Ken Sherman, Director of Music. How you doing, Ken? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Ready to jump into some being challenge today. That's right. We're doing the being challenge, which is uh, the book by Zach Zender. It's a 40-day challenge. We're doing this through Lent. Last week was the introduction. This week we are hitting chapter one, which has the challenges, so we're... Um, getting kind of down down to it to get you uh at least me um going hmm okay it's gonna take a little bit of work talking about commit to community Mm -hmm. there's some there's some scary challenges in this chapter i skimmed ahead yeah there yeah there's a few there's a few we'll get we're gonna get to those today uh as we talk about community you've been a part of some communities what are some communities that um as you think back you're like man i'm glad i was a part of that community yeah, I think that the easy answer for me is, you know, the partnership that, you know, God gave me with Katie. I mean, yep. that's, that's just, um, as I look through the book and find challenges in here talking about just your circles and that, that inner circle and how people encourage you. I mean, Katie has been um, just a wonderfully encouraging partner. So I uh, should get brownie points for that Absolutely. part of the answer, I think. Um, check, check. Yep, that's right. No, but I also look back to uh, my time in the military. It wasn't yeah. the most healthy in all aspects, uh, but there are certainly aspects of that community that I look back on and um, and enjoy in my memory and yeah. just, uh, miss at times. Um, it was a highly high delivering group of guys who had a common goal that we were all able to work on. And yeah, there were down times where it was a little bit boring. There was up times where it was exciting, but the overall uh, community was, we all knew what we were there for. We all had a, some shared purposes and training and stuff like that. And it was, it was a good community for me. It helped me um, work through lessons that yeah. God was teaching me at that time. Yeah. Uh, and for those that don't know, you were, you were in Iraq. I was. What years was that again? That was 2004 was when I was over there. I was okay. over there for about a year. Thank you for being there. Yep. And I, um, for me, it's, I go back to, you know, you love hearing people talk about, you know, their college experience, right? When they're 40 years old. But if I go back, <laughs> <laughs> I, I go back to uh, Concordia University, Seward, Nebraska, and I was blessed with some great friendships that started yeah. there and have continued on to, um, Godchildren or godchildren of different different friends, kids, and and same uh, with them with us, and uh, vacation together, and and just spent just some really neat friendships and community that have come out of that. Um, also here in in Lakeland, Candace and I have been been blessed to really kind of started a small group back almost before kids. That was mm-hmm. like fourteen, fifteen years ago, and you know it's gotten bigger, gotten smaller. Families have come in and out, but there's really been a core set of mm-hmm. of families that we've grown up with here at, at St. Paul and in Lakeland, which has been a, a great blessing and, and been able to be in each other's lives through the happy moments, but also yeah. through the, you know, the grieving moments of death. And so I look at that and I'm, I'm very thankful and blessed. And obviously Candace, um, I'll put my brownie points in there too. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully she'll listen. I don't know if she listens or not. We'll see. Um, so one of the, um, one of the things that it points to is, you know, again, Zach's writing to point us to Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And so he talks about Jesus's community. He's going back through the the Gospels. How he wrote this book was, okay, what were Jesus's habits? And so Jesus committed to, to community. And one of the things that he did is he picked people to be around, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, he's in community with Father, Son, Holy Spirit. 
the Trinity, number one. Um, and then he had these circles of influence. You know, he had Peter, James, and John, his, his best friends, and then he had his disciples that he poured into, and then the 72 he sent out, and then the 500, and that he, he after he, uh, the resurrection, and all these different different people that he um, that he connected with. And so he challenged us to, um, uh, Zach challenged us to look at our circle of friends. And what was that like for you when you went through, as you were looking through the kind of the inner circle to the exterior? Yeah. Yeah. I, so I kind of had this self-perception walking into that inventory yeah. um, that my inner circles are fairly small. Just, I mean, I'm a fairly, that that fits with my personality, just kind of the, the self-reflection there. So I assumed that I was going to have a fairly small inner circle and then yeah. just larger outer circles. Um, and th- that's kind of how I articulated through that when I did that part of the challenge. But then right. as I was looking at today's, um, I also had to wrestle with, you know, who do I, it talks about putting people's names down for the different habits that you want to uh, talk to them and ask them how they're, how they accomplish their goals and stuff like that. Right. These, these keystone habits. Right. I know that I'm, I'm mis- mixing my days up. Which day? Well, today's that? seven. I think, I think yeah. that's the, yeah, you're right. You're okay, on. Okay. So as I did that, and I started thinking through these friends that I have and some of these relationships, I recognized that my inner circles were much bigger than I realized, yeah. um, which, you know, I think that's a good thing. I just felt bad for not thinking of some of these guys, <laughs> but I won't tell them that when I go give them a call to ask. Them that's right. And check so the, the challenge is, you know, looking at these um, habits, commit to community, study scripture, prioritize prayer, seek solitude, choose church. Who, who mm-hmm. does a really good job of that? And then talking to them. And I, I think that's a great thing for us as Christians to continue to seek out um, people that we we think at least are doing it well and have conversations with them and to continue to build those relationships. Again, um, I talked with our our Sunday school kids this past week about yoking yourself to to different people. <laughs> and you know, what's <laughs> I love asking them that question. What's a yoke? It's an egg. No, it's not the part of the egg. That's Y O L K yoke y-o-k-e and then i bring up the picture of the oxen that are mm-hmm. yoked together and harnessed together with a plow behind it and that i you know jesus says you know who are you yoking yourself with right i mean paul talks about it um second corinthians i believe it is mm-hmm. six i think um how he's you know who are you really especially in your inner circle um, who are you spending a lot of time with are they pointing to jesus or not Right, and I, I talk to kids about that. I talk to um, talk to especially young people, high school students, middle school students. Who are you spending your time with? They're going to influence you. Mm-hmm. You can also influence them, obviously. Um, but especially when you, as you're picking out a spouse, oh, yeah. you, know, you know, looking somebody that's going to be pointing you to Jesus and walking with you towards Jesus, versus you know having that struggle of of pulling you in some different directions. So. Um, it's. I think it's good for us to wrestle with that, and as we look at the people that we surround ourselves with in our community. Yeah. So, what what are some practical things you think that would be good for whoever's listening to this to evaluate as they? Sure. I think it's okay. First of all, I mean, we're COVID right now, so it's a lot of digital interactions. But who are you texting the most with? Mm-hmm. I, you know, are they pointing you to Jesus? Are they or Facebook that, messaging? Or Facebook or messaging? Or whatever e- the you know whatever in you know your Instagram, whatever, are they, are they pointing you to Jesus? Um, and that could be a, maybe not as personal. And then if they're TikToking, they might be with the Chinese government. So they could. <laughs> okay. Now our podcast is going to get banned. Thank you, Ken, for doing that. Um, I, I think 
and again, I know COVID, it's hard to, to gather with people, but whether it's your, your office space, um, those in your family that you're gathering with, right. you know, how are you surrounding yourself with people that are pointing you to Jesus? Again, God doesn't call us to build a cocoon and only hang out with Christians. Mm-hmm. I get that. The same way is if you are not hanging out with Christians, mm-hmm. then you have to be self-aware enough to know that as a follower of Jesus, then I'm, the, I'm that light and that darkness, and I've got to be careful that I don't get yoked and then started to pull off instead of pointing to Jesus. Now now I'm getting yeah. caught up um, with some, some maybe some toxic issues, yeah. things that are going on, and it's pulling me away from Jesus, and maybe I need to reevaluate how much time I'm spending with people. Um, and, you know, like you can't control your work environment usually. Right. Um, but you can draw some boundaries. Right? Exactly. Talking about the texting, messaging. I mean, right. You don't, you don't have to let that work friend who is a challenge. Right. Or if it's, headspace. I mean, you know, the, the quote unquote water cooler, right? Yeah. Whether it's wherever you go to eat lunch or do whatever. I mean, if it's a toxic conversation all the time, then maybe the, there needs to be some boundaries put into place. That way, you're, you know, you can yeah. speak truth and love and, and be a witness, um, but also not yoking yourself with these these friendships that are going to continually pull you away I, i've seen that and you've seen that too mm-hmm. with people that we know that that they have um and we'll talk about choosing church at the end of the book but they've they've left the church they're hanging out with people that don't point them to jesus and mm-hmm. and all of a sudden their life is you know sadly i mean it's a wreck in the sense i mean they might be doing well in the world standard right but they're they're struggling um spiritually yeah well, that's so, what this book is talking about is, is building habits instead of letting habits fade off because right. of the community. Right. And I think for, and having those conversations, especially those that have children, having those conversations with your kids, um, whether it's little kids or you got adult children, um, who are you spending time around? Mm-hmm. Um, and so at least for me personally, um, it's my inner circle really needs to be people that point me to Jesus. Right. Um, and so that's kind of, kind of where I sit on that. As we move uh, through the week, this idea of purpose, I thought was interesting that you said it earlier about with the military. And community helps you find your purpose, what he says on, what Zach says on day nine. And as you hang around people, um, you can, their passions can rub off on you. Yeah. And we're doing ministry partners at St. Paul. And so we've we've spent time as a church really pushing people uh, to, to look at different ministries around. And by, I mean, pushing people, I mean, we're pushing it out in our to get it in front of people and then people can choose what they want to do with that we're hoping that they choose to engage at some point in some way uh maybe they you know with lobo ranch it's that that passion for foster children a woman's choice with with crisis pregnancies we've got parker street with inner city mission Mm -hmm. um we've got idols aside with fatherless ministry i mean just some amazing passionate people you know you've been around them (laughs) yeah it's fun it's fun it is and god doesn't call everybody to to kind of step out in faith in those big ways right. that some of them that, that actually all the people yeah. you're talking <laughs> right, about right. have. Um, so I recognize that some of us miss out on just the joy of those big faith steps. And maybe God does call us to do it and we ignore him. I certainly think there's some gut check in that. Right. But at the same time, just spending time with those people like you're talking about, where we at St. Paul have this opportunity to rub shoulders with our local people faith here is and i don't want to lift them up in an 
in an idolic way, no. but to recognize that that they have um, taken these large these steps of obedience and faith. And it is encouraging just to be around that and to be impacted, like you said, by their passion, by their purpose that God has called them to, and to join hands and to accomplish the work of the ministry alongside them as well. Yeah, it's the body of Christ. You know, Romans. Not everybody's going to be able to have yeah. every passion, and there's no way that God created us to be that way. Right. And so, you know, there's people out there that that we've been introducing the congregation to, and anybody who's listening to the podcasts, or and and you can listen on our podcast. You can go back through and look at ministry partners, and you can. Here, in fact, I just did one with a woman's choice, and mm-hmm. I mean, we talked for thirty minutes, and it felt like ten, just because of the the amazing stories that are going on, and yeah. just the passion there. So, I encourage people to to continue to pray for those ministries and and connect some way. But if you are part of a a Christian community, uh, and you're surrounding yourselves with, you know, people that are pointing to Jesus, there's going to be some passions there mm-hmm. that and some purpose there that that God I think is going to lay out in front of you if you've been struggling with that. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, that's, that's a great encouragement for you to consider as we go through this week. I like the, um, the title on that challenge page there and, and for day nine, when you get there, it's what really pulls on your heartstrings. Right. So. Yeah. And God, obviously emotion is part of who we are created as humans. Um, we don't, uh, I let emotions, my Candace likes to say, drive the bus. You know, you don't always want your emotions <laughs> to drive the bus, right? Uh, you want your faith. I'm surprised Jesus. that in a house full of girls that, that that has a conversation that has to be had, Nick. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Um, and it'll continue to be, I think we probably should put it up on our wall somewhere, but um, you know, you just, faith drives us, yeah. but God has not created us as robots. I mean, we have emotion, right? And so there's different things that, that definitely uh, God uses those emotions to, to pull on that. And then we talk about screen time, which, whew, you know, again, if you're listening to this early in the week, just give yourself a, just giving you a heads up that there is a screen time assessment that you're going to end up doing. Right. It's going to be a weekly <laughs> average. So if you want to <laughs> turn your phone off now, quick, unless you're listening to the podcast. Um, right. Yeah. This idea of how do you, and that it's definitely a reality for me is, is how do I continue to not be on my phone? Because yes, you can have digital community but we cannot neglect the community of the people that are sitting across from us face to face and we just we have to be i think leaders in that and and check ourselves on that mm-hmm. and that's that's i'm talking to myself on that but we've yeah we've, we've really got to continue to to be purposeful in what that looks like yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of research out there about social media the the addictions that come along with that so just being aware of what's going on i think is a big first step so if you're not really aware of the pulls that social media uh, can have on your kids, yeah. Then, then I'd encourage you, whoever the you is who's hearing that, to to go do some googling on that. Um, there's some accountability pieces right. that can be in here. I had a friend who, back when Angry Birds came out, Angry Birds, <laughs> Angry Birds he uh, he found out he he just kind of did some self discovery sure. that he was not able to have Angry Birds on his phone. Yeah, <laughs> so right. he actually deleted the app from his phone. It's, yep. Sometimes it's not about cutting it out of your life entirely if it's right. a part of you know if it's a communication right. tool for you, but maybe not having it on your phone. You can always go to your browser and open right. up these stuff. <laughs> right. exactly. Not all of them, but no boundaries is 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 huge on that, and I think that's where uh, we're talking about habits. Mm-hmm. You know, again, we're talking about habits. How do we form habits um, as adults? It's harder than kids, but we, we've got to continue to, to strive towards good, healthy habits. Yep. And then in talking about gathering together, which, you know, we're in COVID and so physically gathering together is not as easy, but can, how do you continue to gather together with people? And even if it's just another 
person Mm -hmm. or what, however your comfort level is during COVID. Um, I think you've got to continue to gather together. Um, And I think you got to put, put it out there as if you're not comfortable gathering together is when are you going to start to be? Mm -hmm. Because there, there is amazing amount of, um, what do I want to say? Blessing and gathering physically with people. Yeah, absolutely. So that's just the companionship of having someone doing the same thing alongside of you is huge. Yeah. So I encourage those that, um, depending on wherever you are uh, with COVID and and things like that is continue to look at at how you, how can you gather together with people? Um, we're, we're blessed. We live in Florida. It's Mm -hmm. February. Beautiful. Get outside, do stuff together with people. It's not Texas. (laughs) It's It's not the rest of the United States. I mean, goodness gracious. I'm so thankful. I live in Florida with the weather. And then the, the last thing this week is about accountability, mm-hmm. which we, I don't think we do a good job as a church, at least in the Lutheran church, talk about accountability. I don't know. You're, you're not coming from a Lutheran background. I don't know where your opinion is on that, but I've, I've always felt like we as Lutherans do a pretty good job of talking about law gospel. Obviously that's, we, mm-hmm. we stand on that pretty strongly. The idea of practically putting people in our lives and talk and using this word accountability, where you're going to have conversation with people they're going to hold you accountable. I just don't think we talk about it that much. Yeah. I don't know that that's only true of the Lutheran church. I think it's true of faith. It, well, accountability is hard, right? So I cut myself off there and let's just say that accountability is hard, not because, not only because it requires vulnerability, which it does and mm-hmm. trust. And that's not something that you can just kind of pair up some people who show up in a room and say, Hey, yep. I want to be more accountable. All right. We're going to pair you up in groups of yep. two and three and now be vulnerable with each other. Right. It, does, it doesn't work like that. Nope. Um, it take, it's something that takes years even yep. uh, to develop. And so there's that, that piece of it, but the other side of it is hard too. When you're, when you're the one who's asked to hold somebody accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like what, um, what they did in this book is they actually kind of, Zach gave us these four questions that his accountability partner sure. asks him each week. Asks him each week, and one of the things I think stood out to me about those questions is that they, they were not yes or no questions. It wasn't a, "Hey, have you all?" Of them. Oh, there yeah. was one in there. Yeah, I think. Let me look. Yeah, there was one that was yes or no. Although I suspect it's never answered with a yes or no. But right. accountability questions shouldn't be just this line of, "Hey, did you do this that you weren't supposed to do, or did you right. not do this that you were supposed to do?" And yes or no, move on, right? right? It's this partnership of discussion, um, kind of talking it out, verbalizing our, we learn by articulating our own thoughts. Mm-hmm. We don't know, teachers understand things better after they've taught them. Right. Yeah, as, a, as a guitar teacher, when I'm teaching my students, there have been times where I'm sitting there in a lesson with a, you know, a seven or eight year old who I'm teaching something to, and all of a sudden something will click for me mm. in a different way than it has before, because I had to verbalize it, sure. I had to get it out. Um, so I think there's parts to it that way. So asking questions in your accountability context um, that are really just kind of open, open-ended. So this first one was fantastic. What were your rhythms with God this in the last week? Yeah, it's not a hey, did you read your Bible every week or every day this week? Right. Let's talk talk through what your rhythms were with God were this week. So, and I've um, that was a really long answer. I'm sorry. No, you're good. That's this idea of accountability. I think it's good. You know, you talk about vulnerability and being honest and so you know you have to be willing to it's just not not always easy to share share honest stuff we like to talk about surface stuff and so i agree you have to continue to work on relationships with people and what i found with with friends that when we talk about you know real life stuff is is this idea of it's not okay i'm better than you so you're gonna you know i'm gonna check in on you and make sure you're you know you're doing it all right Mm -hmm. 
it's this idea of we, we humbly go before Jesus. We're both sinners. And as a brother or sister in Christ, I'm going to come alongside you and we're going to come alongside each other and help each other out um, through this walk. And that's yeah. where I've found it to be to be helpful. And, and that's why I think as you, as you look at your inner circle, continue to have people in your inner circle that point to Jesus. Because to try to have accountability with somebody who doesn't follow Jesus, I don't know. I mean, you can get to a certain point of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't, the, the, you're just missing just a huge part of this idea of, well, I don't judge you because I'm not judged by my actions. Mm-hmm. I'm judged by what Jesus did for me on the cross. Right. You know, it's, I can give you grace because God has given me grace. And also being able to look somebody in the eye and say, man, we need to pray about this. Mm-hmm. Or using God's word to point out something. So I think accountability is, is just a a really good thing to continue to be encouraged on all right next week is studying scripture which i think for a lot of people i'm hoping might be a little bit more like yeah i do a good job of that and for some people I might be like oh i struggle so he gives us some good points and we're going to talk through some of the tools that'll help us through that sounds great all right next week studying scripture